And RNZ Business Editor Giles Beckford is next to me in the studio today. Kia ora, Giles. Fletcher Building has taken a hit. Kia ora to you, Charlotte. Yes, uh, the country's biggest building and building products company. Its full-year profit has been hit by ongoing costs associated with the International Convention Centre project in Auckland. Well, the construction firm's net profit down 46% to $235 million for the June year. And that includes $301 million worth of significant one-off costs. And Chief Executive Ross Taylor says Fletcher Building has set aside $255 million to complete the Fire Damage Convention Centre and the associated hotel project, as insurance is short of what's required. He says the outlook for the year ahead is mixed amid high inflation and the downturn in the housing market. The things that are based now is the supply chain issues that we had through COVID have disappeared. We've actually you know, now meeting the demand of all the products that are required. And, and you know, if I think about the market, you know, half of it is residential. That's eased back quite a bit, but to what I call more mid-cycle level. So we will probably still see 30,000 houses built this year, which is a reasonable run rate. And then the other half of it is in the industrial, non-residential and roading, and that's still very busy. So if I so get holistically, all the supply chain and all those things are abated. There's still a bit of cost inflation, but that's abating, and the, and, and, and the labour is still tight, but improving because the borders have opened up. But I still think we've got another... 12 months or so just to get enough skills in the country to do with the workload that's there. That's Ross Taylor, the chief executive of Fletcher Building. The company's final dividend reduced to 16 cents a share. That means the full year payout was 34 cents a share. Well, Napier Ports re- reported reduced earnings as exports from the region suffer after Cyclone Gabrielle. The company's after-tax profit for the nine months ended June is down 19.5% on a year ago to $12.9 million. Revenue for the period rose 5.7% to $90 million, but its underlying profit is down by more than a third as it bears increased depreciation and finance costs with it, uh, from its Tafiti Wharf expansion. Chief Executive Todd Dawson says after a buoyant first half, third quarter export volumes and earnings were hit by the cyclone as expected, but more bad weather in June and July added further challenges. He says the lasting effects of the cyclone on cargo volumes are expected to continue into the current quarter, the fourth quarter, but he's optimistic for the new year. This optimism is based on the progress we see in the region. Firstly, in terms of infrastructure rebuild and the government's prioritisation of that work, and secondly, in the progress being made by our key cyclone-affected customers in either plant and building repair or in their manufacturing and operations coming back online. The region's transport infrastructure has been rebuilt at a swift pace, and all road access to Napier Port is open, and Kiwi Rail have indicated a mid-September reinstatement of the rail line from the temporary container terminal site we have in Hastings through to Napier Port. Once that rail line is fully operational, we expect pulp, meat and log cargoes from the central North Island to revert back to rail with an overall positive effect on our volumes. It will also allow us to re-establish the momentum behind our supply chain service offering. Well, the company's uh, forecast for the full year underlying earnings is unchanged between 34.5 and $36.5 million. Well, as we've been hearing, dairy prices took a real thumping in the global dairy auction overnight. But exports, dairy exports are still expected to remain the country's biggest earner in coming years. 
Well, prices fell 7.4% to an average of 2,875 US dollars a tonne. And the price of whole milk powder, which of course is one of the main influences on the payout to farmers, fell nearly 11% on the back of weak demand, particularly from the biggest buyer, China. Fonterra has already cut its milk payout forecast to factor in likely falls. ASB rural economist Nathan Penny says the downturn appears to be cyclical as the medium to long term outlook for commodities is much stronger. He says uh, over the next decade at least, dairy will remain the country's biggest export earner. Dairy is is our biggest earner comfortably now in our food exports overall are our our main export earners. I mean, we, we would expect that, you know, where do our strengths rely? We, we grow things really well and we produce high quality products going forward, whether that's dairy or, or something else. Looking in the long term, we will tend to adapt to whatever the highest value we can get out of our land and other resources our people will be. So that, that's an open question. Well, Nathan Penny says it's hard to tell when dairy demand will pick up again. He's picking Chinese demand to generally improve from next year. And speaking of China, and a key move that's seen as an indicator of that country's economic slowdown, it's stopped releasing its youth unemployment figures. In June, the jobless rate for youth aged 16 to 24 in urban areas passed 20%. That was a record high. Though in the country, the country doesn't release data on the employment status of young people in rural areas. Well, Post-COVID recovery for the world's second largest economy has been slower than expected, with a sharp fall in exports, seeing the economy slipping into deflation and troubles in the Chinese property market as well. well General Manager of the Shanghai-based recruitment firm Direct HR, Miriam Vickersheim, says high numbers of graduating students are adding to the Chinese labour pool. Not only do we have a higher amount of graduates this year, which was somewhere around 11 million, and also we had about 2 million, 3 million of graduates each year from 2021 and 2020 who didn't find a job and also those who lost their job. So we just have an accumulation of uh, young graduates and very junior professionals flooding the market. That's uh, a recruitment firm director, Miriam Wickersheim. Well, China's National Bureau of Statistics says the method of calculating unemployment for young people needs to be reconsidered, but it's not said when it will resume publishing unemployment data. Let's see how financial markets have digested all of that. I'm joined by Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. Kira to you, Vanessa. Well, I mean, Fletcher Building is a top 10 stock. It takes a Mm -hmm. massive tumble in its profit. That can't be good for the local market. No, it's not. So the NZX Growth 50, we are in negative territory today, 11,714 points. So we're down 107 points, which equates to 0.9%. And it is Fletcher Building that is dragging the index down, trading at $5, down 9% currently. We also have Pacific Edge trading at 13 cents, down 2.2%. Fisher & Paykel Healthcare, $23.05, down 1.8%. And Sky TV, $2.48, down 1.6%. Of the ones that are up today, we've got Vista Group, um, I'll beg your pardon, Oceania Healthcare at 77 cents, up 2.7%. Tourism Holdings, $3.42, up 1.5%. And KMD Brands, they're at 88 cents, up 1.2% today. Is it any more cheerful across the Tasman in Australia? Unfortunately not. So the ASX 200 is at 7,219 points. 
So down 86 points, which equates to negative 1.2%. And again, Fletcher Buildings is dual listed. It's trading at $4.56, down 10% currently. Which takes us to uh, the currency. How's Kiwi faring? The New Zealand dollar against the US dollar is at 0.5950, against the Australian dollar 0.9218, against the British pound 0.4685, against the euro 0.5458, against the Japanese yen 86.61, and then lastly the Chinese yuan 4.33. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil and gold, and I'm assuming interest rates will be waiting for that RBNZ monetary policy statement in a couple of mm. in an hour and a half. Yes, indeed. So currently, the three-month bank bill rate is at um, 5.68%. The 10-year government bonds are at 4.96%. Um, looking at the oil, we've got the Brent crude. That's at 86.98 USA barrel. And the spot gold is at 1,902 US dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. A couple of other items of business news this lunch hour. Bliss Technologies. Uh, has an agreement with an Australian cosmetic skincare company to license his cosmetic facial serum, though the details haven't been disclosed. Bliss says the unnamed company will exclusively market Bliss's serum formulation under its uh, partner's brand uh, in domestic and export markets. The partner has a significant presence in retail and online sales. Another day, another housing report. It tells us what we've heard before, that prices are down and demand is pretty soft. This time from Trade Me, the national asking price for houses fell 8% in July on a year ago, $833,850. Supply and demand down 10 and 7% respectively on a year ago. It concludes that buyers and sellers are biding their time until after the election. That RBNZ uh, interest rate decision will bring it to you snap as it happens at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Expectation no change to the official cash rate to be left at 5.5%. But there'll be a whole range of reports uh, and forecasts which will be combed through very, very closely for any hint of deviation from the firm policy. That will be brought uh, and wrapped up with all the other market news and numbers for you around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Charlotte, that's business. Kia